G'day everybody, welcome to another week of This Week in Crypto. Guys, before I get into the nuts and bolts of the news this week, I wanted to let you know that we are running an Easter promotion. That's right, you can get 25% off our Become a Master course, as well as any annual subscription. So please check the description below for the links and all that you require to know how to do that. All right, so news of the week, of course, recently has been about Elon Musk. He is back, and gee whiz, does this man know how to throw a spanner in the works? Yes, Elon has offered to buy out uh, Twitter. He has come out and said he would offer $60 a share, and he made that offer legit by actually putting it forward. Now, the market obviously rallied heavily on that announcement, mainly Twitter, of course. We did see some other tokens surge on the back of that based on speculation. But he said he was going to go ahead and offer $43 billion in cash for Twitter, basically citing that he wanted it to be a, potent, a platform for free speech around the globe, and he sees that as being one of the integral parts of a democracy. Now, Elon, being somebody who likes to put his money where his mouth is, has done exactly that by making a play for Twitter. Now, here's the interesting part. After Elon Musk did this, who, um, what's his name? Uh, Justin Sun of the Tron Network, or prior, previously of Tron, I'm not sure where he's at now. He's the master of PR, and he was the master of the announcement of the announcement, if you recall back in, I think it was 18 and 2017, something around then, I think it was a just constant. He's come out and said that he will also offer $60 a share. And uh, quite interestingly, he says this, I believe at Twitter is far from unleashing its full potential. Thus, I am offering $60 per share to take the platform private. But we fully support the reform initiatives of Elon Musk and would love to see Twitter becoming crypto native and Web3 friendly. That was posted yesterday by Justin Sun. Now, as I said before, Twitter prices did surge more than 12% in pre-market trading following the news. They were trading recently up about 6.4 cents, just under $49. Now, the interesting thing about this is that if Twitter was to be purchased by Musk, in a scenario like this, we've got Jack Dorsey, who is, I believe, well, he's the CEO, probably one of the largest shareholders in Twitter. We know how positive and how pro Bitcoin Jack is. If Elon, or if the, if the board and the shareholders are to accept this offer, it would potentially be a wonderful scenario whereby Elon runs or owns the business and Jack simply continues to run it, but with a much more open plan towards freedom of speech, freedom of digital assets, and building out that platform to be much more crypto positive and um, introducing it to the world in a different way. We'll have to wait and see what goes on here. This news will continue to unfold, and I'm sure all social networks will have a lot to say about it in the coming days. Here's a big step in the right direction as well. Nexo and MasterCard launch world-first crypto-backed payment card. Okay, from the article, London, April 13, Reuters. Crypto lender Nexo said it has teamed up with global payments company MasterCard to launch on Wednesday what it calls the world's first crypto-backed payment card. Nexo said the card, available in, a select, in selected European countries initially, allows users to spend without having to sell their digital assets such as Bitcoin, which are used as collateral to back the credit granted. Seems like a pretty good system to me. Uh, of course, it would work as a, crypt, uh, as a uh, you know, credit card 
normally would, which any fees that you would have above a certain amount, you will be paying for those fees. But you wouldn't necessarily need to sell down your crypto. That will be the collateral which will back your short-term loan and sorry, short-term loan loan and credit. The card requires no minimum repayments monthly or inactive inactivity fees. There are no FX fees for up to twenty thousand euros per month, Nexo said. Okay, there is also no restrictions on how much a customer can spend or withdraw from the open credit line, and interest is only paid on the amount of credit actually used. Interest remains at 0% for customers who maintain a loan-to-value ratio of 20% or below. That means if you've got $100,000 that you've linked to this card as your collateral, if you're under $20,000 on the credit spend, you will not pay any interest. Pretty damn nice. MasterCard recognizes that digital assets are revolutionizing the financial landscape, said Raj, uh, MasterCard's head of crypto and blockchain products and partnerships. That is a big step. Uh, Going to be rolled out across selected European countries to, I guess, pilot and see how it goes and see what the uptake is. But it makes a lot of sense to me. MasterCard and VisaCard, these major payment uh, providers and credit line providers, have really looked at crypto and gone, wow, these guys could take us out. They could be a big problem for us. This is how they've responded. They have become much more crypto savvy and more involved. And now we're seeing big steps in the direction of becoming much more crypto focused. Therefore, once again, putting more crypto asset or more crypto based products in the hands of the everyday user and building legitimacy for those still sitting on the sidelines. A big tick from Nexo and MasterCard in my eyes. Okay. Crypto isn't just for bros. Meet the mothers entering the market. Now, we've long known that there haven't been as many women in crypto as there are men, especially back in the earlier days. I can remember doing a Women in Crypto Week on my podcast, the Trader Cobb Crypto Show, and also, you know, just traveling around the world and speaking to people. There's a lot more men involved. Now, that is changing, and I'm very proud to say that. I'm very pleased to say that. I shouldn't say proud, but pleased, because why shouldn't they be involved? It's an online world. We can get in there and get stuck in. And it's great to see mothers of all different walks of life getting involved. Now, it's really the diff- well, one of the different points that I'm seeing coming through the women that are entering into the space is their compass. And I think this will tie this up pretty well. Uh, Sarah Monson learned crypto was, you know, sorry, Facebook was changing to meta. Started looking into the metaverse and what it meant because she thought, well, you know, my kids are going to be involved in this. I best learn about it. Here's a quote from this article. I was like, oh my God, we are all going to be dragged into this creepy metaverse by Mark Zuckerberg, whether we like it or not, and have no say in it, she said during an interview last week at an NFT LA, a cryptocurrency conference in downtown Los Angeles. She goes on to say, my whole point was, I want to educate myself. She also didn't want to miss out on what was looking to her like another major tech boom. I lived in Seattle during the dot-com bubble, and I had no voice or power to do anything. And that's what I've been speaking about for a long time. The new dot-com is here with us. It's our opportunity. Now, uh, most of the six mothers interviewed within this article, and I'm reading this from the article, said that they hoped crypto and NFTs would meaningfully change the financial security of their families for generations to come. Again, it's not so much here in this article talking about simply investing and making personal gains. They are considering their children's future and their children's children's future and looking at cryptocurrency and digital assets as becoming somewhat of a changing force where there is better opportunity for their children. Now, whether that be through them making their own money or whether it's just through a more fairer financial system, 
I don't know at this stage, but it's a good step. It's good to see these different perspectives coming in. Another woman who's spoken of in this uh, article is Brenda Cataldo, a realtor and mother of five living in Palm Bay in Florida. Said she sees crypto as a rare chance to build wealth for her family and greater community. Quote, if I'm able to make money, I'm able to help everybody else around me. I don't think that's a bad thing, she said. If you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of anyone else? Now, here's the thing. This woman uh, is giving money back into Kenya, where uh, I believe it said earlier in the article that the, where she is from. Now, she used to go over to Kenya and give some money to help some families. And here's what she's saying. Uh, before that, other mothers interviewed also said they view crypto as an avenue to raise money for charitable causes. Here's a quote. When my parents went back to Kenya in January, instead of helping 20 or 30 people that we usually do, they could help 200 people, she said. So it's not just generational wealth for my grandchild, my grandkids, my children's kids that they haven't even had yet, but it's also for other families. So again, the gift of giving is a really important factor here and not being selfish and being able to do more based on this new exciting world that we live in in cryptocurrency. The final uh, quote in this article is fantastic. I love my job and I love what I do, but I'm more than just a mum. And I feel like so many other mums, we need more. This is a thrilling new life change. So she's done the research, she's taken charge, she's doing well, and other women within the space are doing the same. As I said, it's a perspective shift. It's not just about making money for self, it's about a broader, better, fairer system. And that's what these women are talking about in this article. All right, Bitcoin 2022 Miami conference recap and major themes. Now, I wasn't there in Miami, but I have a number of friends that were recently over there for this event. Now, a lot of things happened here. I want to cover a couple of the talking points here in this Cointelegraph uh, article that I think are important. Inflation. Now, inflation has been something that is talked of more and more at the moment with massive amounts of money being printed. Of course, inflation is the result of that. It is pretty straightforward and pretty simple that once you devalue a currency, well, prices will go up. With more money in the market, what did you expect? That's just the way the world works. Reading from the article, Bitcoin's role as an inflationary hedge is being put to the test as consumer prices continue to rise at the fastest clip in over four decades. But according to Morgan Creek Capital founder Mark Yusko, the problem isn't inflation per se, it's currency devaluation. This isn't inflation. This is currency devaluation, Yusko told Cointelegraph business editor Sam Berge in an exclusive interview referring to the outcome of Federal Reserve policy. Although one Bitcoin will always equal one Bitcoin, its value in dollar terms may become less relevant over time as monetary policy continues to erode consumers and investors' purchasing power. And, I mean, he said it's not inflation. I guess what he's saying is that uh, the devaluing of currency, I mean, that essentially is, you know, Okay, maybe it's not the same as inflation, but it kind of is the same as inflation, right? Because you devalue a currency, then obviously prices of things, you know, goods need to go up, and that is essentially what inflation is. But I do get his point. As the devaluation of many currencies around the world continue to occur through a number of factors, one of the major ones in some of the major Western countries is the amount of money that's being printed, driving that inflation up. One Bitcoin will always be one Bitcoin, but don't forget, we tend to peg that to a US dollar value or whatever our home currency is. A fair point, inflation definitely is there to stay for a while to come, and Bitcoin may just be an option to hedge against that. Institutional adoption was another talking point in Miami this year. And it's quite interesting. Look, I remember, gee whiz, back in oh, 2018, 
I was talking a lot about that. It was a big talk about institutions coming, you know, becoming involved. When will they come? When will the big money come in? It has come. Well, it's part of it partly has come. We just talked about Miami. Uh, sorry, we just talked about MasterCard and Nexo. We also talked about Twitter, the potential for more collaboration with digital assets on Twitter if Elon Musk is to take over. There is, you know, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, you name it. There are lots of big institutional players in our space right now. Talking about institutional adoption, uh, we have quotes here from Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary, and this is his quote. Well, this is what the article says. He explained last November that his cautious approach to crypto investing was due to his own compliance department telling him to back off. But that appears to have changed. Now, Legacy Finance is looking for exposure to digital assets and not just via crypto proxy stocks. In an interview with Cointelegraph at Bitcoin 2020, O'Leary gave the example of how a sovereign pension fund would approach crypto investing. In terms of limitations, it's completely regulatory, he said, meaning that once such hurdles are cleared, it's off to the races. I've also been talking a lot about how important regulation is, not to be over-regulated, but to have some form of regulation so that we can see this market continue and see new business and new funds pouring in. We'll have to wait and see how long that takes, and if they butcher it, hope they don't. This is a bit there on Bitcoin mining and sustainability, but this is what I really like the most out of this second part of this article. Macroeconomic analysis indicates Bitcoin price will go higher. Now, if you remember that all the Bitcoin that is minted at the moment, uh, a lot of it is per- being purchased by MicroStrategy, uh, Lunar Foundation Guard, PayPal, and other major institutions, of course, therefore sucking a lot of the Bitcoin out of the exchanges and out of the miners, meaning that there is less supply and appearing to be a higher demand. Although we're not seeing that right now in the trends on the charts, it doesn't take long for things to change in this space. We all know that. So from the article, Bloomberg senior commodity strategist Mike McGlone explained to Cointelegraph that Bitcoin's perfectly inelastic supply means prices are going higher in the future, assuming demand continues to grow. While McGlone didn't rule out short-term price declines, especially in light of the uncertainty surrounding risk assets, he explained that Bitcoin's volatility is declining relative to stocks and commodities. So the uh, volatility is declining on Bitcoin uh, when put next to stocks and commodities. Stocks and commodities, well, stocks especially, have had a very strong, uh, well, geez, decade really, and uh, starting to get a little bit shaky perhaps. A lot of things going on there. The volatility in that market is now starting to become wound in a little bit as Bitcoin. Yes, it moves a lot, but doesn't move as much as it used to. They're saying no. So there you go. That's out of the major topics out of Miami Bitcoin 2020. Now I come back again and finish this week in crypto with another piece about scams. And I do that most weeks. The reason not to be make you scared but to help you be aware. And as we get new viewers and listeners to the podcast and watchers of the YouTube channel, I just want to make sure that everyone always knows if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Now, a little take here. It's quite a long article here in Forbes. I'll read part of this. Whatever form it takes, there's no denying that cryptocurrency fraud is on the rise. The Federal Trade Commission received 7,000 reports of crypto theft with a combined value of more than $80 million between October 2020 and March 21. That's a 12-fold increase in cases and a 1,000% jump in cash amount compared to the same period a year prior. Are scams still happening? You betcha. Evidence of it right there. 
Are they going to come for you? You betcha. They will. They come for me. They come from everywhere. As a matter of fact, we are. My team is constantly closing down fake accounts that are offering, you know, an ETH traded fund or some traded fund that they put behind. They use my name, my brand, to try and get people out of their money. Guys, we don't do that. Just a heads up. We never do that. We probably never will do that. And if you are to find, you know, if we are to ever do that, which we probably won't, um, it'll be explained to you by me not by some random messaging you. So if you do get these types of message, please do um, report the account because it's not going to be me. All right. There's plenty of different ways that people are getting scammed out of the money, and I read. And then there are the twists on old-fashioned social security scams. For instance, a Naples FLA resident was told by Perp that, the social, that her social security number had been stolen and was being used to open fraudulent bank accounts. She was, instructed to she was instructed to download an app, then transfer all of her money from her bank account into Bitcoin. Thankfully, a fraud alert popped up on her phone before the deed was done. Always take a moment before clicking on links sent via email or SMS. And don't install apps on your mobile device unless you're 100% certain they are legit by checking the reviews on the platform where you found it. Don't forget as well, you've got to be quite savvy on reviews. You've got to see if they are legitimate reviews or if it's just the scammers putting a bunch of the same thing in there. You can learn the difference. Have a look online and you will find scams. You will find their comments. And if you go on YouTube, you can also find those pages that have a bunch of bots that are putting up messages. Start to get used to the types of language and what a real question looks like, as opposed to just looking at the picture and seeing someone giving a glowing review. Always be careful. Always be wise. There are also a number of fake Bitcoin investing scams going around, one of which I just told you about them using my name uh, to try and scam people out of their hard-earned dollars. The man whom, and I'm reading from this on the, on the fake Bitcoin investing scams from the article, the man whom ABC Everyday identified as Jonathan saw an Instagram post that advertised the chance to make a 50% return mining for Bitcoin. He initially sent the site $50 and soon thereafter got $30 back in profit. Moreover, the Instagram account was full of testimonial videos and other folks endorsing the service and had thousands of followers. It looked legitimate. He then, jeez, uh, that's a weird word. He then prostylized, I don't know, I can't read that word, his newfound opportunity to friends and family. All in all, Jonathan, his family and friends chipped in about $20,000. Then the account disappeared and the thief with it. Not only did he lose his money, but some of his friends no longer speak to him. Well, it's a bit sad that his friends just ditched him like that. You know, we all make mistakes and it's up to every individual to make their own decisions. A sad story there because they lost money and it sounds like friends. Uh, all those friends expose themselves for what they are. Either way, these things are happening. They do hurt. I know a number of these stories and even some of my close friends have been taken for a ride here. Why? It's very sad stories. But uh, essentially, they thought I was too busy to come and speak to. Real shame. Anyway, from there, Bitcoin giveaway fraud. Here's another one that we see as well. In July 2020, something truly remarkable happened. Celebrities and famous figures around the world all went to their Twitter account simultaneously to promote the same Bitcoin giveaway offer. Shockingly, it seemed too good to be true. I am giving back to my community due to COVID-19, wrote former President Barack Obama on his Twitter account. All Bitcoin sent to my address below will be sent back doubled. If you send $1,000, I will send you $2,000. Now, for many that have been in the space for quite some time, you will know this and see this as being an absolute scam and it will stand out like a baboon's backside. But if you are new 
to crypto, you got to learn. And I'm not saying learning through losing money. I mean, you've got to put the time in to educate yourself on things. People do want to take your wealth. People do want to take your money. Do not let that stop you from learning about this space because you are in the right place. You just need a real good helping hand, okay? Bit of help, bit of reading, bit of time spent. Education is key. Invest in it. So there's crypto romance scams. There's all sorts of scams, but the bottom line is this. They are trying to scam us. Be very careful. Be very aware. And if it sounds too good to be true, well, you need to dig even deeper. So guys, that is another week of This Week in Crypto. Don't forget that we do still have our Become a Trader course absolutely free, available at tradercob.com. At the moment, we are running an Easter promotion where you can receive 25% off the Become a Master course where you will learn my three trading strategies with their checklist-based systems. You can also get 25% off your annual community and annual live trading floor subscriptions for a short period only. All the details are in the description below. Have a great week. I'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now.